Hello, 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 everybody. That's right. This is QD's Talk Time, and my name is LaQuisha Blair, but you can call me Q. So if you're hearing some noise in the background, um, like a constant airy kind of sound, I am in my office and it is hot in here. (laughs) So I decided to turn on the fan. So I do apologize, but um, I didn't want to use the air conditioner simply because it gets too cold in here. Um, but the fan is just enough air so that I don't burn up. (laughs) So anyway, um, yep, you guessed it. We are going to be talking about part three of the mystery flesh pit. So when we left off the last time, I kind of gave you a little bit of an idea of the different kind of science that they had behind this thing. I kind of told you about some of the pools the uh, that you could go and sit in to um, some of the spas that they had. I kind of gave you a little bit of an idea and I kind of back, went back a little bit even further and told you about um, our boy, good old Slippin' Jim Jackson. <laughs> James Slippin' Jim Jackson. Um, I love that name. I I love saying it, actually. But anyway, so I wanted to just kind of give you some information. Um, This this was actually published in Popular Science back in June of 1995. And it tells about the... the park itself and it kind of gives you an idea of the park and I'm just kind of going through here because it talks about the different technology that was used for the park Um, all of the computers that came into play um, it kind of goes through a little bit and I'm not gonna go through this because I want you to go and kind of do some research for yourself but um, This article was in Popular Science and it briefly talks about the mid-90s and the renovations and upgrades that they did to their control system um, there at the Mystery Flesh Pit. And it says, for the time, this control facility was state-of-the-art and remained uh, more more or less unchanged until the eventual catastrophic system failure. Um, which resulted in the closure of the park. So the the computer programs that they were using, and I'm trying to see if it will tell me what kind of specifically computer programs that they were using or what type of computers that they were using. Um, Let me see if I can make this bigger so I can see. And it doesn't give me a name brand. I was looking to see if it gave me a name brand, but it doesn't. Um, it just says, you know, Mission Control was, was, uh, but it doesn't give me a particular name. So I was gonna, I was gonna drop a name, but it doesn't give me one. So moving on, um, I did want to tell you guys about the different pools and how many there were actually. Now, let me go back to that because that is really, there are, and I'm gonna count them, hang on. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 different pools uh, or what they call pools in this facility, in, inside of this organism. And it looks like if I, I'm, and I'm looking at a picture of this, it is the pools are inside of the intestine <laughs> of this animal. Okay, so and the range of acid or what they call the spring potency ranges from very mild down to severe 
and depending, <laughs> this is so crazy, I'm telling you, depending on what it is that you are wanting, what kind of spa treatment you're wanting, depends on which pool you would go to and how long you would stay. So looking at this, they have, um, now it kind of gives you a little bit of an idea. For instance, um, there's one pool that is about midway down and it's called the Placido Bath. And it says visitors should use caution when driving into the ballast crops and that's in the bottom of the of the pool uh, when or excuse me when diving and I said driving I'm sorry <laughs> I'm trying to read this and by the way just so you know I'm looking at this and I'm wearing my glasses but I have one contact in and one contact out because I had some issues with my eye Apparently, I had like an eyelash that got up under my contact and it got between my contact and my eye. <laughs> and it caused some irritation, so I had to take my contact out so that my eye could feel better. And now I'm back to wearing my glasses because, of course, I can't see. <laughs> so anyway... Um, it says visitors should use caution when diving into the ballast crops. Many are not excessively mapped. So when you look at this, what they're calling the ballast crops is when you dive into the pool, the bottom, it's not like concrete, like what you would normally dive into. <laughs> this is actually... A, a, an intestine so they're saying don't dive in because if you do the the walls of the intestine are thin and you might dive straight through <laughs> and be on the outside of this thing's intestinal stomach because apparently these are all the stomachs that this thing has so remember, we're talking about a living, breathing organism. And they are using the stomach of this organism, which it has, looks like nine of them. They're using the stomach and the acids within the stomach as spas, as like a spa treatment, like you're going away for a spa treatment. And so, again, depending on which spa you go into, which which um, one you use, it depends, it tells how long you can stay and how much acid is in this thing. Because in one part of this, it was saying that the springs... <laughs> are included with your entry payment. So once you pay to get in, you can use the springs if you want to, but you're doing it at your own risk. So um, though visitors should be aware, and this is directly from the, the uh, advertisement, I guess it's what you would call it. It says, though visitors should be aware that lockers and towel rentals and private bath reservations are all available for additional fees in order to safely enjoy the bath, there are a few rules and regulations that we ask for you to observe in order to protect you and preserve the natural source for future visitors. So, <laughs> I mean, the, the more that you listen to this thing, the crazier it gets. It says, please stow all personal belongings in provided lockers within the bathhouse. Now, that's what they call the, the stomach that you will be in. They're calling it a bathhouse. It says, please enjoy full contact benefits of the amniotic thermal spring <laughs> by not wearing 
Oh wow, this is getting crazier. By not wearing or bringing any outside fabric or materials into the bath. So they want you to be naked when you get into this thing. <laughs> the fluid blast, or excuse me, the fluid ballast of the mystery pit flesh is the most delicate amniotical system which can become easily agitated by synthetic clothing, dyes, and plastics. So, and it says, note, surgical grade hand towels are available to rent from the bathhouse on a first come, first serve basis. So please see the, <laughs> the counter attendant for more information. They encourage you to bathe naked in this amniotic fluid. Now, here's, here's what you need to think about. The fluid that your baby, it, for those women out there, let's start with the women. For those women that are out there, when you are listening to this, and you've had children, and you were pregnant, you know, your unborn child floats around in amniotic fluid. And that amniotic fluid is very nurturing to your baby, okay? So that's what they're saying that this is. They're saying that this is amniotic fluid. Now here's the, the problem that I have with this. They have levels of the amniotic fluid that range from mild to severe. And depending on the treatment that you want, you can choose to bathe in one that gives you a mild treatment, meaning you come out and your skin is baby soft. <laughs> or if you need something more severe, <laughs> like you need the hair removed from your body and you get into this treat, this what they call amniotic fluid, which is basically just stomach acids because they're in the middle of the intestine of this animal, um, then it could possibly tear all the hair off of your body and maybe even the skin too if you stay in there long enough. So <laughs> it says, please utilize the provided showers before and after the bath. Doing so prevents contamination of the bath and trail infrastructure within the mystery flesh pit. So they're saying they want you to take a bath before you get in there because they don't want you to contaminate the, the animal. And then when you get out, take another bath because they don't want the animal, the animal to contaminate you. Now here's the thing though, what if I'm just saying, you know, because we have male and female alike, every orifice exposed. I mean, you have, granted, you're probably not going to put your head down in this thing, I hope, because you don't know what the fluids could do to your eyes or your nose or your mouth, but you still have your anal cavity that fluids can get in there i mean you know heaven forbid but we don't know anything about this and for those women you have your vagina cavity heaven forbid if you have some sort of an open sore you know i mean i'm sure that there are healthy parts to this but i'm just not finding any okay <laughs> It's, it's just that crazy. So it says, please do not disturb any structural, electrical, or mechanical infrastructure in and around the bathhouse. So don't touch anything, basically. Um, please do not claim or reserve lounge chairs. So you can go in there and sit around if you want to, but you can't claim it. You can just relax if you, if you feel so inclined. If you encounter any wildlife within the spring, please alert the park ranger 
or use an emergency blue telephone located throughout the spring. Please do not approach or antagonize park wildlife. Now, let me just explain. There are other living creatures living within this enormous, gigantic organism, okay? So there may be times when some of those creatures end up in the pool with you. <laughs> so if you happen to be in a pool and you feel something crawling around in there with you, <laughs> don't panic. Just go use one of the blue phones and call somebody is what they're saying. Is this not the craziest thing you've ever heard? I, and I kid you not, people, it's the real deal. It says, please remain quiet <laughs> and courteous and respectful to the other bath bathers by limiting displays of affection while within the bath. So no lovemaking while you're in here, you know. And that's what I said. That's what I was talking about when I was saying we have other orifices that, heaven forbid, if, you know, you were feeling a little frisky, let's say this was a husband and a wife or a honeymooner or a boyfriend and girlfriend down in here. And, you know, how people get nasty in the hot tub. If you wanted to go get your freak on, what are you getting your freak on in? I mean, you're doing it in stomach acid. I mean, heaven forbid you're in there in the first place, but yeah. So it, it just it just boggles my mind. It really, really boggles my mind. You can swim around in this thing if you want to. You can just relax. I mean, this they just make it sound so nice so soothing, so relaxing, but keep in mind, people, you're in an animal. You're on the inside of another animal. And it says, you can even have the ballast-based cordial liquor. So they have taken the amniotic fluid of this thing mixed it up in some alcohol and they will be happy to serve it to you <laughs> it says amniotic spring fluid is safe to eat and drink and has enjoyed limited exposure as an additive to a very excuse me to a variety of popular consumer fast foods Oh my God. Available, seasonally available, Coca-Cola heartthrob. Feel good McFlurry and even Ballas Blast cordial liqueur. So Coca-Cola got in on this thing, McDonald's got in on this thing and they were serving people the amniotic fluid from out of this thing's stomach, from, from this animal's stomach. They were feeding it to people. Not to mention that these people were, were swimming around in it, but they were actually feeding it to people. Oh my goodness, this is just blowing my mind. So let's just, I mean, it, it just it just blows my mind. So let me tell you, this was, um, like I said, this park was open up until 2007. And there, at one point, they were pulling um, people that had swam around in this thing maybe a little bit too long. They were pulling them out of here. They were pulling bodies out of this thing. And it says, um, when you start reading through this, it says at least a dozen people. Now, it doesn't tell me a dozen a week, a dozen a, a month. It just says at least a dozen. So, 
I don't know it, how often that was. It does not tell me that. Um, I was trying to see if I could locate what that, what that was, but it doesn't tell me. So, I mean, I, it's, it blows my mind, I have to tell you, that it does. It blows my mind that people were actually in this. And they, there are pictures of this thing's intestine. There are pictures of the animals that are inside this thing. I mean, I just, I, I don't even know what to, what to say. It just, <laughs> this thing is just crazy. So, here we go. Um, I was trying to get to the part where it talks about the report. So, the, De the United States Department of Energy did a publication about um, this thing because, of course, they decided they wanted to be a part of it, right? Um, so, the United States decided they wanted to be a part of it because they started hearing and seeing all of this, um, all of this hoopla that was going on and they wanted to know what was going on with it. So here's what I'm going to do. There is um, on YouTube a, let me see if I can get to it. Uh, it says Project Free Fall Joint U.S. Soviet Expedition into the Mystery Flesh Pit. So I'm going to let you listen to this. Just take a listen. Let's see here. I'm just checking to see because I thought this was one that would had and it doesn't. I apologize. This one does not have the information that I thought it would. It only has the slideshow. So when you get to this, I want you to look up that slideshow because it is amazing. It is absolutely amazing. But there is a part I'm going to let you listen to. <laughs> I'm just dumbfounded here. Um, this pit, let me see, is this it? Yes. This, this portion right here, I'm gonna let you listen to, is the emergency alert system for the national park. Hold on. I mean, it sounds just like every other alert system. The following message is transmitted as a request from the Texas Department of Public Safety to the United States Geological Survey and the Permian Basin Recovery Corporation. The United States Geological Survey has issued a geobiological activity advisor for the following counties Coke County, Junction County, Howard County, Midland County, Sterling County, and UACM, Central Daylight Time. survey issuing an emergency alert because 
this thing woke up. <laughs> it actually woke up. And they wanted people to be aware within these counties. It They issued an alert. Now, I don't know if you could hear that. I hope you can. Um, I, I was trying to make it as loud as I possibly could, but um, I couldn't get it to go very loud. So, but I mean, it's just crazy that it's 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 mind-boggling so here's the thing you know we always talk about aliens landing here you know and and what would happen if you actually ran into an alien well now we know if 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 we actually ran into an alien they would turn it especially if it was a big alien if there was a spaceship somewhere they'd probably turn it into a theme park charge money for it and hope nothing happened that it would explode. I mean, that's just how greedy our nation is. I just don't understand, you know, here's the thing. Here in the United States, you can abuse a person, you can abuse a an organism like this, this great big huge organism, you can abuse everything except a dog. Now don't get me wrong, I got nothing against animal lovers or dogs, but my point is they would exploit everything. There's nothing sacred. I'm of, a, I'm of the mind that God in his infinite wisdom has created everything for a purpose. I don't know what the purpose is for this organism, but it's there for a reason and it's there for a purpose. And we as human beings have just figured out a way to destroy it, to completely destroy everything. I mean, it's it's unfathomable to me at our lack of empathy to anything. I mean, you know, we don't even, we have no empathy for one another as human beings, much less for an organism. And it just boggles my mind. So, you want to know what happened with this thing? Well, let me just tell you. I'm just going to go through here and kind of give you some information, okay? So, uh, July 4th of 2007, um, they, are, they called this thing the Permian Basin Superorganism Natural Preserve meaning the Mystery Flesh Pit National Park is what they're talking about. Um, experienced a catastrophic disaster which resulted in over 750 facilities. Oh, excuse me. I, I cannot see. 750 fatalities. 750 people died as a result of this. Over 1,800 major injuries. And in the weeks following the accident, approximately 18,000 individuals from the surrounding counties sought medical treatment and psychological treatment for the ailments, including breathing problems, chest pains, shortness of breath, nausea, birth defects, hallucinations, depression, anxiety, internal bleeding, sore throat, and headaches as a direct result of contact with this gastric ejecta which had been introduced in the atmosphere. 
So when this thing woke up from its dormant sleep, apparently it had been dormant for who knows how long, thousands and thousands of years, apparently. When it woke up, it had some sort of a gastric ejecta, like it threw up, okay? <laughs> so because it had all these foreign objects and people inside of it running around and doing whatever they wanted to, it made it sick. And then with the fact that there was water coming into this organism because of the heavy rains, because it, so apparently what happened was it's it started raining and they had um, built pumps to pump out the water uh, within this thing. Well, the pumps failed. The, um, the organism, somehow or another, the, the, the um, I guess you would call it the control room where they have all the computers and, and all of this stuff, something went haywire in there and they failed to operate which means they did not turn on the pumps, which means the water kept coming and there was no way for them to pump the water out like they had done previously. And so this thing started choking. And then I guess with all of that, it caused it to start moving, which is the siren that you heard earlier and the and the um the warning system that went off and like i said once all of that happened uh it says here the u.s commission on geological resources and public safety the cgr for short is an independent federal agency whose mission is to ensure the safety of the workers, the public, and the environment by investigating and preventing accidents related to the Permian Basin organism, the Mestre Flesh Pit Park, okay? The, the um, CGR is a scientific investigation, investigative organization. It is not an enforcement or regulatory body. So although they help to protect, they don't enforce anything. There's no laws being broken here. Do you hear that? There are no laws being broken. When this guy decided between him and Slippin' Jim Jackson, James Slippin' Jim Jackson and Anodyne Corporation, when they started all of this, they were digging for oil. And they came upon this organism. And then James Slippin' Jim Jackson decided he was going to turn it into an amusement park uh, for people to come. And when he opened this up, there were no laws being broken. And because he was making so much money, the government decided they were going to partner with him. So they turned it into a national park. And once they turned it into a national park, of course, it's open to the public. Anybody and everybody can come. And so they did. And there's no laws being broken here. And it says... <laughs> It is not an enforcement or regulatory body, which means they don't try to enforce any laws. They don't try to regulate anything that's going there. They just try to make sure that nobody's getting hurt. Well, they failed, okay? They failed because it clearly states 750 people died over 1,800 were injured, severely injured, and 18,000 ended up going to the hospital with all of these ailments, headaches, pains, chest pains, because once this thing 
real once the, the the water started going down in there because the pumps didn't work and it realized uh, there's something wrong something something's down in here it doesn't need to be it threw up and when it threw up the gastric ejectile that came from this being went all into the atmosphere of Texas and the surrounding counties and caused all of these issues. So it says investigations have concluded that the disaster was chiefly characterized by a perimeter geological consumptive event caused by the catastrophic failure of the critical park infrastructure to constrain and limit the gastric motor and neurological actions of the Permian Basin superorganism. So now they're blaming it on the park. They're saying that the park didn't do everything they were supposed to do to make sure that these gases didn't erupt. Well, what were they supposed to do? Well, their pumps stopped working, just like anything else. If it's man-made, it's gonna break down. <laughs> Basically, if it's man-made, it's gonna break down. It says investigators have concluded that the failure of these critical and safety measures are a direct result of ne negligent practices by the primary site operations contractor anodyne deep earth mining and subsidiary of anodyne inc so they blame the park they blame the mining company but the u.s commission of geological resources and public safety released the report on the permian basin superorganism disaster in august of 2007 this is an internium report. So it was an internal report, basically. Um, and it highlighted technical findings and safety system deficiencies. So it's just going through saying, this Permian Basin superorganism, um, it, what happened was not our fault and anodyne filed bankruptcy in 2008 but ended its bankruptcy in february of 2009 pursuant to court approval plan of recognition a new board of directors changed the name of anodyne to the permian basin recovery and superorganism containment corporation and emphasized reorganizing and liquidating certain operations and assets of the pre-bankruptcy anodyne. So basically, anodyne, because of everything that happened, they go in and they say, we can't afford this. We're, we're going to file bankruptcy. We can't afford the bad publicity. We can't afford all the lawsuits that we know are going to come. So we're going to file bankruptcy. And just like every other company that files bankruptcy out there that I've heard of, <laughs> I'm not going to say all of them, but most of them, they change their name. So that's what companies do. They, they will file bankruptcy under one name and they reopen under another. Let me tell you, there is like a furniture company here locally. I'm not going to say the name of it, but they filed bankruptcy a couple of years ago. And all we kept seeing is these going out of business sales. They were having these going out of business sales. Company has filed bankruptcy, liquidation a must. So they liquidated everything in there. And two months later, they were back in business. Only difference is they did not change their name. Somebody else bought them, so they were under new management. They just kept the name. And so it continues. It's the craziest thing. So let me kind of give you a little bit of background 
on this superorganism, this animal that, that is going on. It says the Permian Basin superorganism, Inanimus, or I hope I'm saying that right, Inanimus colossus is the name of it, also known as the popular nomenclature of the mystery flesh pit, which is the name of it, is a super organism <laughs> unique to modern biology, being the sole occupant of the Permian, of the uh, Plinum Enigma, some of these words I can't pronounce, so please forgive me. The organism was discovered by a pilot while drilling uh, in 1973. So I said 1972, the end of 1972, but yeah, apparently it was at the beginning of 1973. And later efforts were made to expose more of the organism through drilling and surface mining explosives. So when they when they found it, they kind of blew they they kind of excavated by by dynamite to see how big this thing was. The superorganism is chiefly characterized by its immense size, which is still a matter of geological debate. They can't decide how big it is. Surveys suggest that the organism may be have the span of hundreds of miles beneath the Permian Basin horizontally, meaning straight down, uh, or excuse me, straight across, with the scientists speculating that the organism may extend vertically into the upper mantle of the Earth's interior. So that's how big this thing is. So let me just tell you something. If this thing were ever to wake up and start moving, I kind of wonder how it got there in the first place, don't you? I mean, let's think about it. Did it, was it a little small thing and then it just started growing? I mean, how does something like that even occur? Was it something that was, was part of the earth before humans? Was it a, a dinosaur that just, was it some sort of a, a, a antiquated dinosaur that just kind of stayed like it never died? You know, because dinosaurs were huge. I mean, think of the T-Rex, how big it is. But this thing is even bigger than a T-Rex. This thing is bigger than the Eiffel Tower. It is, it is, they don't know how wide it is. They can only speculate. And they don't know how deep down it goes. They said even to the Earth's mantle, to the core of the Earth. Do you know how deep that is? They don't know how deep this thing goes down because they've only gone down so far inside of it. They've actually had scientists to go down in this thing to see how deep it was and they could not get to the bottom. They just kind of went as far as they were able to go with the, with the, with the rope <laughs> and, the, and whatever it was that they were using. I don't know what they were using. I wasn't there. But I'm just saying, you know, I guess like a rock climber, you climb as high as you can go using rope and metal cables and that kind of thing. And I'm assuming that's what they used to go down into this thing, like you would a cave, you know, and they just never reached the bottom just because it kept going and going and going. And they just stopped at a certain point and said, okay, you know, we're not going any further because we don't know what we're going to find when we get down in there. I mean, they've already got all kinds of animals and stuff running around in this thing. So, <laughs> I, you know what, people, it's just, it's just amazing. It just blows my mind. And it says the complete anatomical layout of the internal organism, uh, organization of the organism is unknown. Tissue samples suggest that the organism contains uh, gastrial gastrointestinal, vascular, 
and respiratory uh, muscle skeletal nervous limbotic and integumentary systems and I hope I'm saying all those right I know I'm probably not so please forgive me um, with remarkable <laughs> similarity to mammal life so it's very similar to mammal life I mean so they know it's it's uh, it's an animal they know it's some kind of an animal they just don't know exactly what says while also containing a variety of systems which have no direct analog and are not fully understood the feeding cycle of the organism is poorly understood and uh, believed to occur on a complex and long-term schedule of dormancy and feeding activity it has been hypothesized that the superorganism derives caloric energy from subterranean hydrocarbon deposits through the organism has been though the organism has been observed to digest and absorb organic matter meaning the people that went down in there it digested them the ones that was was in the stomach it digested them and it it, it absorbed their remains into its own system the depth at which this organism extends into the surrounding rock strata indicates that the organism is several hundred thousand years old it is an unknown and natural lifespan of its species. And if the Permian Basin superorganism represents a mature or developing example of the species, it is extremely old. This is crazy. This thing is hundreds of thousands of years old, as near as they could tell. As near as they could tell. They don't know. They just don't know. So, uh, I think I'm going to leave this right here because when we come back, we are going to go through the steps minute by minute, hour by hour, as much as it gives us on what happened for this thing to close down, for this park to close down. I mean, it should have never been open in my opinion. <laughs> and, it, and of course it should have definitely closed, but we're gonna just talk about what caused it to close down. I mean, we know that, you know, the water got down in there and it choked it and it caused it to throw up and move around and it killed all these people and it maimed all these people and because of the the spew of throw up that went everywhere <laughs> all up in the atmosphere of the state of Texas and the surrounding counties that were in this area caused these people to be sick it caused birth defects I mean just think about how it's sad it really is I mean I I kind of laugh because of the absurdity but it is really sad it is really sad so I you know I hope that this has been informative. I hope that this has been entertaining. I want to be entertaining. I want to be informative. I want to give you some information that's gonna make you think. I mean, we have our silly days, we have our fun days and our days that we laugh. And this is one of those laughable but serious things. I mean, it's laughable because it's so absurd 
that they actually made a park out of a living creature, out of a living animal. Granted, it's big enough, it, it, it would, it would, but I mean, they went down on the inside of this animal and made a park out of it. You know, we don't even know what it looks like on the outside. All it ever shows is the inside. The inside of it looks like the pink part of, of if you've ever seen a picture of a stomach, that's the only thing I can think of. Or a lung. You know, if you've studied, if you're a medical person and you've studied and you've looked on the inside, if you've ever watched um, on TV where they do these operations and they show you the inside of a person's body, that's what this looks like. It looks like the pink inside of someone or something. It's crazy. So, until the next time, I, I just want you guys to think about this. What would you do? And if you are curious to find out where I'm getting this information, I am at www.mysteryfleshpitnationalpark.com. Again, that is mysteryfleshpitnationalpark.com on the World Wide Web. So I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Um, my name is LaQuisha Blair. You are listening to QD's Talk Time. I wish you all a very happy and safe rest of your day. May God bless you and keep you until next time. Bye-bye.